My, my best, best friend thinks she's Buffy. She do. She do. Oh, she do. Oh, she do. Oh, no, she better do. Uh, I'm your host, Marley. And I'm Jenna. And we watched episode 10. Oh, my God. Nightmares. Nightmares. The warm-up for the master is what I like to think about this episode. Uh, I feel that. Yeah. I There was like a, a little sprinkle of the master. Yes. It was like... It was making me want more. Yes. I want the master. Yes. The master knows all about fear. Uh-huh. And facing his fears. <laughs> Didn't you see him touch that cross? He faced it. Uh, he faced his fears. So last episode was stupid. <laughs> it, it was dumb. It was the puppet show about yes. a dummy. Uh, and really nothing plot worthy happened at all, I would say. Well, we it, were introduced to Principal Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, which is a new character, I suppose. But no. I mean, to me, he's a one-off right now. Yeah, yeah. Like any other one-off. You're right. I mean, from what you've told me and what Andrew keeps making, like, little eyes at me, like, Mr. Snyder, what'd you think of him? I'm like, okay, I know y'all are telling me something. Yeah. He's shady. He's something. Yeah. But to me, in the text, he's just a guy. That's right. Popped in, popped out, whatever. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the text doesn't lie. <laughs> Uh, and that episode, I mean, it was great, but um, I like this episode better. Yeah. Uh, this episode is very fun. Yes. So we're going to go into what's the sitch. What's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. What's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. Where we do our recap and my first impressions. That's right. We sort of go through the episode mm-hmm. and Marley gives her... Her take and tells us what tugs on her heartstrings. Yeah. What plucketh her heartstrings. Also, what does not what <laughs> plucketh her heartstrings. Deplex me. <laughs> uh, well, I really enjoyed this episode. There was lots of action. There was lots of fun uh, shenanigans happening. Uh, I wrote a whole page on fashion, which we will get to. I can't wait. Because uh, it was an excellent fashion episode. Uh, but it was also just an excellent plot episode, too. I mean, it was fun and kind of a one-off, but it sort of brings you back to the master, like the task at hand. Um, and it also is about Buffy's dad. Yes. Uh, which is kind of amazing. Hank. Hank Summers. Oh, I wrote Nick Summers, so <laughs> I couldn't quite catch it. Pretty sure they only say it the once, okay. so Hank. you are forgiven. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Hank and Joyce sitting in a tree, no longer. No longer. Uh, so, like, it opens, the episode opens, and Buffy's, like, in the master's lair. What I kind of think is the Hellmouth, but it's not, I mean, Sunnydale's the Hellmouth, but to me, the pool of blood is the Hellmouth. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think where the master lives, like, the Hellmouth, I think, I, I, I think... I think what you're picking up on is that there are certain places that are more hell-mouthy than others. Sure. Yeah. So I think his pool of blood is a significant part of the Hellmouth. Yeah. 
Um, and it's, I knew it was like a, a imagination or a, or a nightmare. So, um, but I don't know. I was like, are they going to make out? Like it was Well, is kinda... it because of the thousands of candles that are always alight? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. He's sexy. <laughs> he's sexy to everyone. He's like freaking me out. Uh, cause his face is so grotesque, but he's like in his leathers and he's very powerful and he's like grabbing her by the throat and I was like just make out. Also, isn't it always very satisfying when evil characters are evil but also know real legit things about life mm-hmm. or truth? Cuz the master is a tr- he speaks truth. Oh, I'm like converted to mm-hmm. his religion. Mm-hmm. He it's true. Like everything he says is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. I praise him. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to grab me by the throat. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> with his manny. Uh... <laughs> You're welcome. I've given you this fantasy for you to do with what you will, and you can you can be forever grateful to me. That's, that's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll say it a thousand times. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, Bobby wakes up from her nightmare of the master, like, Nightmare slash, I don't know, wet dream, whatever. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it could mm-hmm. be both. Uh, and Joyce is waking her up. I still don't think Joyce is real. That's fair. I do I do watch her conversations with Buffy. Like, oh, honey, you're having this nightmare. Well, or like, I, Buffy's like, oh, I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep well. And Joyce is like, well, I, you, of course you didn't. You were screaming all night long. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Pat, pat, pat. Like, it, it is. I'm like, Joyce, absent mother. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand her. <laughs> there is a denial in yeah, Joyce. Yeah. There's something that we cannot discuss right now. Okay. But because it will it will be a spoiler. Uh-huh. But this denial that you're picking up on is 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 valid and mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's sometimes a mistake the choice I think it's a mistake that the show makes sometimes and sometimes I think it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you decide. It's going to take us a while Time but you decide, tell, yeah. But Joyce is pretty much my least favorite character right now. Unfortunately, because her hair do look cute. <laughs> um, so the this is the first mention. Joyce is like, your dad's coming to get you. It's the first mention of her dad in the whole show. They've literally, th- there could have been no father before this. And Buffy later says, like, he comes on the weekend sometimes. But I don't, is it true? Like, it's never been brought up before. So no, I, I think I don't a know. lot of the semester has gone by and he's not shown up at all so fuck that guy uh (laughs) yeah what a dick uh but very interesting because obviously there's daddy issues master daddy 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 giles daddy giles oh yeah there's lots of daddies pick your daddy (laughs) (laughs) pick a daddy any daddy uh so i i was very curious to see him um and to be honest at the end of the episode i wasn't very satisfied with no so, also, don't you hate when distant or non-existent father gets praise for showing up on time at three thirty for one day? Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, I was like, you're an asshole. Why? I mean, I understand why Buffy is like kind of enamored with him and wants 
I mean, we'll t- talk about the nightmares later, but, like, wa- you know, he's her greatest nightmare, her greatest dream. Like, I get it. But I also, like, there would have to be anger, too, wouldn't there? And Buffy didn't really have any of that at no. all. But Buffy hasn't really been, like, an... Well, she's been a bit of an angsty teenager, but I don't know. Teenagers can be very nasty and mean. I think mm-hmm. that's part of being a teenager. Um, it just would have felt real to me if she was feeling this way about her father. Like, well, isn't it strange how Buffy gets this bad rap of being this, of being like a troublemaker or someone who has a lot of drama in her life? And she's actually very well adjusted when it comes to family s- stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that there's a lot of stuff that she's not yet confronted mm-hmm. and being, she's not necessarily being real with herself but she cuts a lot of people in her life a lot of slack she doesn't like act out quote-unquote which is a thing i sort of hate when people like use that term to act out but that's how buffy is being um sort of said to be said to behave yeah she's supposed to be this bad kid and but she doesn't it's just the fact that she is has a secret identity and fights evil from five to five. Well, she's, and then goes to school from nine to five. School is not really her priority. No. So I mean, and that's why. And, and we, we talked about that yeah. in, when Moloch was, you know, mm-hmm. getting all getting his robot on in Sunnydale, <laughs> <laughs> in the Sunnydale, the third highest employer of Sunnydale, <laughs> this, <laughs> the computer factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these. Children aren't bad. Buffy's not bad. No. But, yeah, I I want her to get more angry. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, uh, I don't get to control her. She <laughs> controls herself. So then we go to school, and this, this character of the week, Wendell, shows up. Wendell! I've never heard that name before, I feel. Do you remember how we meet Wendell? Uh, he's standing in Cordelia's light. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I was like, why is he just standing at the window of the classroom? It's very weird. Like, yeah, it is weird. <laughs> they just did it so that they could have that stupid scene, Yes, which is very funny. And I was glad to see Cordelia in this episode because she hasn't really been around the past few episodes, really. So that was funny and fun. But why is he standing <laughs> the window like just blocking her <laughs> maybe this is a bit Wendell and Cordelia have every uh, feelings class or every listening class yeah what class was this I don't know listening class they're d- practicing active listening so I was like is it social studies or is it like health studies I mean the teacher <laughs> who I forget her name but teach uh, is talking about how humans have a few basic needs after clothing, habitat, and food is the need to be heard or something. <laughs> Maybe it's psychology? Yeah. The need to be understood. Maybe it's social studies. I have no idea. And the, it's not a very good class if we don't even know what subject it is. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, Wendell is thinking about his... <laughs> Uh, class is active listening, and then all of a sudden he's uh, there's a child that appears. Mm-hmm. This, which at first I thought it was the anointed one. Yes, because I was looking for that kid because I haven't seen him in a few episodes, and we have, really haven't had much time with the anointed one. Uh, but it's not; it's like this other mushroom cut kid, Billy. Billy, and he makes he well seemingly at first I 
I thought he made all these spiders appear. Yeah. Well, I guess he does, but all these spiders appear and freak Wendell out. It is scary. Are you afraid of spiders? Yes, I'm afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm if if my nightmare were to come to pass, it wouldn't be spiders. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But like they are freaky. Bugs bugs do freak me out. Yeah. I'm not a super I'm not a super fan of bugs. I do try and trap them and release them back into the wild if they're if it's possible. If it's possible. But if, also well, if they're not. ever in my bed, it's just me versus bug. It's game over, I, man. I pull rank and I <laughs> kill the bug. So then we go after this, we go and look at the anointed child. So this is how I was like, oh, that kid is not this the anointed kid. We're going to the master's lair. He's like t- spinning some yarn to his grandchild, is, the master, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about fear and... <laughs> Yeah, no, the elder is imparting wisdom to the youngest evil in the cave. Yeah, the new, newly evil child. Um, And so, I, I don't know, I love the master. I just believe him. I'm like, yes, fears in the mind. <laughs> Physical pain. Well, what does he say? That fear is the highest power in the world. Not love, not, not hate, hate, but fear. It's true. Yes. Well, because cool. Yeah. I mean, he's right. He is right. He's cool. And then he he just grabs that cross to be like, oh, like it's all kind of like sadomasochistic. Absolutely. It's awesome. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Hence the leathers. Yes. Yeah. It's it's great. Uh, And that is what he worships, right? Like fear is how he can control everything. And pain. Excellent. He loves to cause pain. It gives mm-hmm. him great pleasure. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daddy master. And so then we have this pan up to the school. And I was like, it made me be like, is the Helmuth literally under the, underneath the school? Because they, they like pan up to the school, like through the earth. Interesting transition. Uh I don't know. It, I'm sure it's just artistic, but <laughs> it made me think that the master's hole is under the school. Interesting. There's lots of bad shit that goes down in the school. Yeah. Is it the Hellmouth? What's the Hellmouth? Everything is the Hellmouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And then we're in the library, and okay, this is what I thought. Giles comes out of the stacks, and he's like flustered, and. He, and at first, I thought it's because he was making out with his new girlfriend in there. Really? Yeah. You put two and four and five and six together. <laughs> That's what I thought. So his new girlfriend is who? Uh, I don't know. What the hell's her name? Miss... No, Miss... Uh, what is her name? Calendar. Yes. Okay, there we go. You got it. <laughs> I had to go in the old brain. I'm glad you did. Okay. Uh, I thought it was going to be Miss Calendar because I didn't really pick up on what was happening really in the episode yet. So I thought he was going to be making it with Miss Calendar. But no, he just was um, probably scurrying around trying to read books in there. And felt all weird because he couldn't read or yeah. he was lost yeah. in his own library. He was freaking out and didn't want to tell the children. Yes, that seems to be another reason why this evil gets quite a head start on them all is because not none of them are talking about these fears that they have yeah because you don't really talk 
about what you're afraid of, what you're like deeply afraid of. Well, and it's, uh, you know, I'm not a master trauma expert lady. I speak from my own experiences, but it is difficult when you're in the throes of something that is very scary. It is difficult to even to even become, to even gather the wherewithal to talk about them. Like, and I think that that is what's happening to a person when they're feeling like that is shock or um, there is a process that well, being scared has to have on you before you share, reveal the source of the sphere. And like... How do you even pinpoint what your biggest fear is? Like, I don't even know. Like, how you'd have to, like, literally deeply, like, look inside of yourself to be like, what is my greatest fear? Well, and there are many. Oh, yeah. And right? it shows that in the episode, yeah. too, that people have different fears or nightmares that come true. Totally. And they're based on, they're usually based on an insecurity mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, well, an insecurity is a big one. Mm-hmm. Like... They do focus a lot on Buffy's sort of Buffy gets multiple. We see Buffy Mm -hmm. become very afraid of failing a test, Mm -hmm. really afraid of being exposed as not being book smart, Mm -hmm. as not being school smart. Yep. That's a that's a big one. Um, The fear of the master. Then later on in the episode, which we'll get to later, Mm -hmm. is the fear of becoming a vampire. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. Having, like, all these... Yeah, it's just... It's great to see Buffy being taken to all these very scary places and being vulnerable. And, of course, her father. Yes. The fear of being rejected by her father, which yeah. is which is sort of, like, honestly, maybe the biggest one, because that's where we see the, the vulnerability you were just talking about. And maybe I'm dumb, but <laughs> literally I didn't even really realize what the episode was about, even though it's called fucking nightmares (laughs) i just didn't really put it together until that conversation was happening with her father and i was like oh it's all their nightmares (laughs) i think that's fine though because you have the master who's lurking in his candle room Mm -hmm. you have this kid who is it a haunting yeah i didn't know what the kid was doing you also have these characters where like buffy's like doesn't mention the appearance of this kiddo yeah for like three or four what feel like maybe days, maybe it's not days, but three or four times you see um, him, mm-hmm. she doesn't talk about it. So you also, which once it's revealed what the episode is about, you realize that the entire episode has, has been, been subjected that. to dream logic, to nightmare logic. Yeah, um, which is really cool Yeah, because uh, it's hard to capture what dreams feel like. Yes. Uh, and how quickly you accept the new reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it did a really good job because it, I didn't even know. I didn't know totally what was happening until the, like h- halfway through the episode. It's a fantastic build. Mm-hmm. It's a really effective, gradual build to, yeah, taking us through the experience before letting us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very satisfying. Uh, but before all of that, they're like um, interviewing Wendell. <laughs> I think it's really funny. They're always like on like detective. Club, yeah. like interviewing students. Uh, Hence the Scoobies, which is where that comes from, but I think. I haven't heard that. Do they call themselves that? Not yet, no. It's not in the text. It's not in the text. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'll see it when you I see it. You are a textualist. Well, I am an academic. <laughs> so 
the interview Wendell, I this is why I didn't really get it because he was like I he didn't really say it was his biggest fear or nightmare. He was just talking about how he killed his brother killed all his spiders and he felt so guilty, but it wasn't really he wasn't like this is my greatest nightmare or fear. Well, he was reliving. It sounds like he was reliving a trauma. Mm, yeah. So the fear of doing that again mm. or the or yeah. like the guilt of yeah. these dead spiders that he loves, arachnids, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is why I didn't quite put the pieces together. Uh, and then this girl goes down to smoke a cigarette in the basement mm-hmm. uh, of the school. And this huge, scary demon man beats her up. Yes. He's very, very he's powerful he's and huge. very freaky. Yeah. yeah. And he just beats the shit out of her. So was this was this her nightmare? I think that there's that I don't know. There's people that become victims to the creatures that are brought to fruition by other people's nightmares. Mm. It feels like this is not that girl's nightmare. It feels like she's one of the first casualties of Billy's mm. uh, nightmare. Mm. Yeah, because that man is his nightmare. Because Buffy also sees him and fights him. And gets beat up by him. Get Gets beat up by him, and, mm-hmm. and she is not dreaming of him. Mm. Uh, so, But they're all kind of crossing over all the nightmares. Yeah. At the end, especially, it's like total chaos. <laughs> yes. Nightmare chaos, <laughs> which is very cool. Uh, uh, and then we see that big smoking kills yeah. with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't smoke in the basement. You'll get beat up by a huge man. Yeah. Is the moral. Yep. That's the lesson. So then they go interview the girl in the hospital. Yeah. Laura. Laura. Yeah. <laughs> and they also ask her doctor about her. And he just is like a blabber fucking mouth. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, are you our family? Uh, who gives a shit? I'll tell you anything. Like... <laughs> violating her and basically he says you think she's bad you should you should see the other kid yeah and like which other kid and he's like i'll show you <laughs> he's his license taken away horrible i know damn i know it's quite unabashedly just terrible practice i know doctor. and i was like well the police need to be involved there there has been no hide nor hair of a police person in this whole show hey no. no, not really, no. No. I mean, not that I think the police do anything, but, uh, so I guess I agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're trying to Sunny de-escalate Sunnydale has defunded the police already, <laughs> so, great. <laughs> uh, oh, good on them. <laughs> I love it. Joss Whedon could never have predicted that. No. That's <laughs> Definitely awesome. not. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then the, I really starred this, so we go to, like... I still didn't really know what was going on, but Xander and Willow are, like, going to class, and then Xander is just naked in front of the class. And I was like, oh, he built! He's a built man! Like, he's just, like, he's, like, very broad-shouldered, and we don't get to see it very often, it, uh, (laughs) his body, because they cover him in these, like, hideous, huge clothes, patterned shirts. So, Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Brennan looks good. We see the bod. Yep. Willow sees the bod. Willow sees the bod. Willow likey. 
<laughs> Everybody likey. Uh, Willow's also like, oh my god, are you sure you're 16? <laughs> right? Everyone's like, huh, high school. You don't look like that in high school. Certainly not when you are a sophomore. Or what are they? Juniors. Sophomore. Oh, thank you. Sophomore. I'll never know. Sophomore. <laughs> They're sophomores. Uh, no, no. 16-year-old boys. Have you seen them? No, no. They look like children. Yeah. Uh, he looks great. Uh, and then, and then we're at Giles' nightmare, and Giles can't read. I know. And it's, I don't know, it's funny, he's like sort of disoriented. He's not mad. I feel like he's, he knows this is kind of something. He can't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I interpret it. He can't think. He's like muddled in his brain. Yeah. He can't understand. And he, he can't, can't like, read. figure it out. He can't find where he is. Yeah. He can't think. It's almost like, it's almost like Giles is experiencing some, cord- some sort of like de- dementia or yeah. some sort of loss of control of his mind. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, we know is his contribution to the super quartet. <laughs> super squad. The super squad quartet. And then they talk about the astral plane, which is great. It makes me think of D&D. Um, yes. Because the astral plane is a real place you can go in D&D. And uh, it's a real place you can go in Sunnydale, too. Yes. It is where you're... you're soul goes when you're sleeping or in a coma to the astral plane. Yes. That's where <laughs> Billy is. He's asteroid projecting, like yeah. Buffy says. He's in the asteroid plane. Yeah. <laughs> That's a line I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, this is now, this plus the next scene, which is Buffy talking to her dad, is what put it together. Which I think is what the show is. Uh Leading you to conclude. Yeah, it wants to hurt you so good. So it hurts you at the exact same moment when you're arriving at the realization mm-hmm. that this is a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but you're like, oh, my God, is this conversation actually happening? Yeah. For a... But I knew it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but then it goes on. It's, like, long, and it's it's rough. Um, yeah. Especially, he's got a whole khaki outfit on. <laughs> Oof. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, and a bad haircut. Uh, oh, yes, it is. And it's, yeah, this is rough. This is a rough scene to watch. And it's Buffy. It's your intro to this dad. Mm-hmm. And she's just so devastated. Mm-hmm. She must know it's not real, but she doesn't because you don't know in the dream if it's real. That's right. It just hurts you. Mm-hmm. You just feel the pain. Yeah. And you don't ask, why is this happening? How did this happen? You you just literally are experiencing uh, you're just focused on your emotional reaction. That's what happens in nightmares. Yeah. I had a nightmare. I had to kill my cat, Citra. <gasps> it was horrible. I know. And you just accept it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. killing her in my dream. That's my nightmare. It was horrible. I actually have had those nightmares, too. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. the, where I have to somehow kill the cats, or I have killed the cats. Yeah. <gasps> it's because there are children. Yeah, there are babies. And so, yeah, that's horrific. I mean, this whole episode makes you think of, like, the dark thoughts. Yes. It, it is dark, the episode, but it's not it's not as dark as nightmares really go dark sometimes. Yeah. Like, the deepest, darkest. Well, the the it's interesting, right? Because the entire arc of this episode is actually talking about a man who beat a child. Mm. 
right? Like he yeah. beat up Billy. That's how he got into I thought the coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought when they revealed it was his like coach, I thought he had like sexually molested this child. Well, that's also possible. That's mm-hmm. totally an, a fair interpretation. I think because of the... I think the show, the script in the show is like he beat up the child. But I think when you think of it, T-ball yes. coach and a child, like you think of sexual abuse. They usually don't punch children. <laughs> they sexually and psychologically abuse them. Absolutely. I, I think When that, those things happen. I think that that is completely... A, an interpretation that's possible. Mm-hmm. He he's hurt this child, yeah, deeply, yeah, so much so that the child has astral projected going into the astral plane and is not going back to that and body is anytime causing soon. Chaos. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like fucking up the whole yeah town yeah of Sunnydale. Uh, so after this horrible encounter with her dad like they they all kind of piece together and giles puts it together i also saw that um the calendar in giles office said april so <gasps> nice clue yeah that's a clue is it real it must be real if they sh- it's in the text <laughs> yeah well and i think in and, my clue brain what mm-hmm. that does is tells us that we are getting closer to the end to of the, the school year. Yeah, yeah. And we are getting closer to the end of the season. And it's hard in California to know what the seasons <laughs> yes. are. I find it difficult because we live in a place which very clearly has seasons, like that you can, like we live in a four season place. Like it's fall, there's leaves on the ground. In April, it would be like spring little buds or probably snow really but in april in california it just looks exactly the same yeah, no, as any we other need time clues. we need yeah. clues so it is april i believe <laughs> according to giles calendar mm, spring uh and then we see cordelia's worst nightmare which is very funny it's like she's like ah! like a frizzy hair she's like there's like shitty barrettes in it oh yeah she she looks like she is a combination of someone who has been electrocuted. Um, someone like Cordelia is also regressed into some kind of like sort of Neanderthal woman, sort of like cave Cordelia. Well, I mean, we'll talk about her outfit, but it's quite Edwardian. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, is but her, what my interpretation. She, she, they give her this, they give her this like hair as though she's been, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. It's just wild, frizzy, Hermione hair. <laughs> it is Hermione hair yeah. to the nth degree. So uh, it's amazing that that's her stupid greatest fear. Um, Cordelia is so conceited to the bitter end. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay, if there is ever a nightmare demon that comes to Edmonton, I'd really like to just have I'd, – I'd love to be among the most superficial people, please, so that yeah. – so that the biggest thing we're fighting is is bad skirts and bad blouses. Yeah, something and, to do with your appearance. And being dragged into the chess club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. I didn't realize. I was like, who are those nerds? She doesn't deliver the text very clearly. Oh. <laughs> but she's screaming, I swear I'm not in the chess club. I swear. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's amazing. That's her biggest nightmare. Is hanging out with nerds. <laughs> Excellent. Very excellent. <laughs> so then we, Buffy finds the child, yeah. the Billy, and is like trying to 
suss out like what he wants. She's kind of she's being very like gentle with him. It's very interesting mm-hmm. um, to be like, what do you, what's going on here? And Billy seems to find Buffy too. Like he's yeah. searching for her as well. Because he's not a demon. I thought he was a demon when we first. I mean, I'm sure the show is like he's a demon because the anointed one was a, is a is demon. a demon child yeah. and. And uh, so I thought he was evil. I thought he was creating the chaos. I mean, he is, but he's not evil. He's yeah. not doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, he's doing it because he's traumatized. Yeah. Uh, and old club hand shows up. Yeah, old, like, baseball bat metaphor hand. Oh, it's a baseball bat, of course. <laughs> God, I don't know. I'm not putting the things together in this episode. I was like, why does he have a club for it? I think you're having Giles' greatest fear where your mind... Mush mind. Damn. It is my greatest fear. No, I think... Don't forget, I've seen this episode like 75 times. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Honestly, I was even watching it and I was like, oh, it is a baseball bat. Yeah, I didn't... Because it doesn't look like a baseball bat. It no. looks like a weird wrinkly club. Definitely. Um, they bring it into. They bring it into sort of... They they make it abstract. It's, yeah, it's kind of organic looking. It's gross. But it's totally it's totally a baseball. Oh, bat. that's great. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that. Very cool. I just wrote Xander is so dumb. I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, it's for the chocolate scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give props to Nicholas Brendan for his audition. Piece for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I want. I have a golden ticket. He's a Gustus group. <laughs> oh no, Gustus! Uh, <gasps> yeah, he's just. Uh, it's so funny. He's just shoving chocolates into his little mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the writers must have had a ball with this. They're like, "How can we get? We get to do anything. Yeah. We get to do anything." Yes. There's swastikas all over the walls. Oh. Yeah, I put that down for which bothered and yes. bewildered. There's pa- there's plastic. The high school. This is the first scene that we realize the high school's all of a sudden under some kind of massive renovation, and all the rooms don't make sense. Like she, Buffy's like, oh, I thought this led to the library. Like everything is like jumbled, like a dream. Like yeah. things don't make sense. The yeah. architecture is like moving. Yeah, very Hogwarts. Totally, <laughs> totally very disorienting. Yeah. And this is another fear of Xander's from his sixth birthday, uh, which is clown. Very it. Very Stephen King. Yeah. It's funny. People are so afraid of clowns. Yeah. But then Nicholas Brendan is a clown. He did. He was like, Bleh! and then he did like a backwards somersault, like fall and like, which is just being a clown. Yeah. I feel like people have this very interesting idea and fear of clowns. It's very yes. in the zeitgeist. Yes. So the clown the, this clown is scary. It has a big-ass knife. Uh, it's very, very scary. Yeah, that's true. They help it along, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, I'd be scared of this clown. Yes. Uh, clowns are not my phobia, but, you know. And Willow ends up in the graveyard. Yes. Well, she ends up or, first sorry, on not stage. Willow, Buffy. Oh, yeah. 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 Willow goes... Okay, wait. Willow goes on stage first, and then they go to the graveyard. But Willow's little scene is very cute. It's very funny. And this is interesting. So many people's phobia is public speaking or or when where everyone is looking at you. Um which is very interesting. Yes. For Willow I really do think it is being seen. Yes. Like just being seen at all. Cuz she's she's such a mousy, yes. you know, computer girl. She, her best friend is this 
personality that is very large. And beautiful and fashionable and, yeah. And same with Xander, too. Yeah. Clown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're both very seen, and so by placing herself just adjacent to those people, mm. it's all, it's kind of like she can hide in plain sight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she has to sing her princess butterfly <laughs> her with heart Mac- song with um, you know, uh, Puccini or um, <laughs> he was excellent. Yeah, I was he, like, oh, what a nice refreshing opera he was <laughs> in the middle of this episode. He did deliver a pretty funny comic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and her attempt was very funny. Like, even just trying to be like, maybe I can sing opera. So if I opera. just open my mouth, I will sing opera. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. Uh, and her outfit's great. And then they they catch up with Buffy in the graveyard. Um, and Buffy has been buried alive, which is another fear mm-hmm. of hers. Uh, I think dying, too. Dying. Yeah. And Giles reveals, like, another one of his greatest fears is her dying. Like, he failed to to protect her and yeah. to, to teach her. Yeah. A lot of, like, revelations in this episode of everyone's greatest fears. For me, for me, that scene, just that, that very small bit of dialogue that Giles gives when he's touching the grave mm-hmm. is is fatherly. I should have been more cautious. I should have protected you. Mm. Um, but you were so strong. You were so capable. It is so gorgeous. Yeah. And it just moves me to tears. <laughs> she has a little twinkle tear in her eye. Giles, will you daddy, be my dad? Giles! <laughs> so many daddies. Uh, and then Buffy's Again, another, this great fear of her, she's become a vampire, mm-hmm. which is, she looked great. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. It's excellent to see her be a vampire. And I was like, where is Angel at? Uh, <laughs> so they can have their vampire love. Oh, yes. Uh, but she's pretty devastated. This is probably one of her biggest fears. Like, yes. It's probably worse than dying. I think it is. I think that's what's so great about this, is you get the buried alive, so dying. Okay, mm-hmm. Buffy's gone. That's Giles' greatest fear. Mm. Oh, we're not finished there. Yeah. Buffy returning as a vampire is actually her greatest fear. So you kind of ping-pong from Buffy to Giles back to Buffy. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the smartest little moments of, of the first season, honestly, is this part. Well, this episode really just flawlessly goes into all of these fear. Like, it's it's a great, because you're just really along for the ride mm-hmm. in this, like, wild nightmare they're mm-hmm. having. They're all having this group nightmare. And then they they wrap up the episode by, by I guess, confront, they go to Billy and they're trying to wake him up and they he has to confront his, his fear, mm-hmm. his nightmare. Mm-hmm. Which... It's interesting. I don't know if a child confronting his abuser is. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, no. No. I, I don't. Think, it's like <laughs> good job, kiddo. I mean, they they try and and say that man's in jail now. And I know. I was like, if that happened in one day, I guess he can go be arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't quite satisfied with how that wrapped up. I guess it's hard to wrap up, like, a dream nightmare. I don't really know. Well, it's hard to wrap up trauma that is that is actually happening in the real world and isn't the nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, with five minutes left in the episode, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes I look at the DVD time and I'm like, 39 minutes? They really have to wrap a lot of stuff up in two minutes. I'm going to have to block that. I'm blocking that. Block it. Uh, <laughs> why I enjoy it. It's just like, I'm like, wow, you're going to have to get rolling. No, it's true. And, and you realize, too, when you're watching the show in real life, back in the day, too, that the episode is about to end. Yeah. Because you're seeing commercials for what's coming on next. And yeah. You, yeah. So it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um. So, like, overall, I really loved this episode. I just wasn't, wasn't quite at the end. I just didn't, it wasn't exactly satisfying to me. But I, I can take it, yeah. Okay, yeah. take it. Yeah, I'm taking it. Take like it. A champ. But I would now like to talk about the fashion oh, please. in Some Assembly Required, the fashion part of our episode, uh, because I wrote so much, because there was so much happening, and there were so many characters, and it was multiple days. There was just a lot going on. Lots of outfits. In the outfit department. Okay, do it. Bring it on. So, off the top, Buffy has, in her nightmare, going into the master's hole... <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's got these little braided pigtails, and this just—I was like, "Oh, this is Gianna's hairstyle." <laughs> like you wear this all the time. Yes, like, I do. Two braided pigtails. Yeah, it's just with you. some pieces out, uh, just to frame the face. Just some like two little bang pieces. And I also noted, I was like, "Did Buffy get highlights? Her hair is looking like highlighted in this episode." Yeah, and like her two front bang pieces were like blonde in this episode. I think yes. Yeah. I think we are at the beginning of a hair transformation. Yeah. Because she sort of doesn't have... She had, like, more real bangs in the beginning, like, straight bangs, like, wispy, but bangs. And now they're kind of growing out into, like, side little PC bangs. Yeah. Well, it is April. It's April. <laughs> <laughs> in so the school year. The bangs have grown. The bangs have grown, and she's got... But they're great. She's got some... So that's all I noted in the, I just thought. It's very Little Red Riding Hood too, isn't yeah. it? It's, oh, yeah. It's a very innocent hairstyle. Yes. I, I am a very innocent. Um, I'm not that innocent. innocent. <gasps> it's totally Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's excellent. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Buffy has in the next when she's at school, kind of the next day, she has this huge, sparkly, like, light-up ring. Did you notice it? Oh, it was no. like It was, like, lighting up. I swear it had, like, lights in it. Is this when she's talking to Willow about her dad and, like, how her family organizes the time yeah. since the separation and the yeah. divorce? Okay. Yeah, yeah. She had, like, a huge, I swear it had, like, lights flashing in it. Wow. Like, okay. it looks like a child's ring you get in, like, a, a gumball machine or those little stupid... I mean, it probably was... <laughs> But it was great, uh, and I couldn't stop staring at it, so I didn't even listen. I was like, what is that ring? No, I listened. <laughs> and then, so this is Buffy's outfit for most of the episode, is like her powder blue leather, leather, yes, which she has worn before. Yeah. So it's classic, and but her nails are powder blue, too, like, like beautiful powder blue nails. And then she even has some jewels, and I think she's just all in, like, a powder blue mm -hmm. theme. And it makes me think of you, because you just bought this, like, powder blue coat. Super puff. Yes, yeah, super I did. Puff. So this is you. Thank you. <laughs> the powder blue. I think they dress Buffy in a lot of blue on purpose. I think that mm. they take her out of the world of pink, mm. and I think they put her in the world of blue. I think it is a very small 
I think it is a very small way of, I can't believe I'm saying this, of making (laughs) Buffy into, like, boy. Mm. Like, wearing the blue Mm. in the show instead of the pink Mm -hmm. or the yellow or the white. Not that she doesn't wear other colors, but there's tons of blue. Yeah, frosty blue. I also just think it's a super 90s fashionable color. It is. Everyone was wearing. And she had... Like, she's worn a lot of powder blue things throughout the season. I think, yeah, I think it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. I remember being in um, elementary school and this, and wearing a lot of blue even then, mm-hmm. and this boy coming up to me and giving me a note. <laughs> and inside of the note was, uh, he was telling me that I should wear more pink. Ew. And I shouldn't wear blue. Ew. And I remember ripping the note up in <laughs> front of his face. Uh, and telling on him. <laughs> oh my God, what a dick. Yeah, I think I was in grade five or grade six. Wow. Colors are gendered wild. Oh, yeah. It's so wild. And I, this was not the first time that this individual was like, you need to act more like a girl. Yeah. And I was just like, shut up and go shut away. Shut up your toxic masculinity bullshit. Yeah, even in grade five. Of course. That's... I mean, it's insidious from when we're born. Yeah. So so maybe maybe I'm putting a little bit of something on the episode, but I I do think that there's something about this these these colors that they put her in. That, well, and leather is yeah. masculine. I mean, this jacket is great. It's super duper feminine. It's it's not to say that you have to remove her out of the out of the feminine to, to oh, be and who she's she is. Incredibly feminine. Yeah. She always has earrings and and nails and jewelry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just this little way to transgress yet again. Yeah. 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 I agree. I would agree with that. Uh, I also really liked Willow's main outfit. Yeah. Uh, Mostly. (laughs) So she's got, like, a headband, which looks great, and, um, like, this orange. She's worn this orange jacket before. I really like it. It's almost, it almost looks corduroy or suede, suede, something. But it's kind of, like, got a nice texture and weight. And then she's got this... I thought it was polka dots, but it's actually small floral. It's like flowers. It's like black and kind of white flowers, but it's polka dotty. I would definitely wear this. Um, But then she's got these horrible green tights, which I noticed later. Oh, yeah. Get rid of the tights. Yeah, she loves to wear her tights. I know. And they're just like, I was like, ugh, like orange and green. Her her little beanstalks. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, that took it out. I mean, I guess she has to. It's like Willow's style to look like a child but like yuck, it's, it's like the worst green too <laughs> Ooh, that that it's too bad because the rest of the outfit is lovely from the thigh up yeah <laughs> and then she's got cute sneaks on oh yeah she always has these little they almost look um like bowling shoes yeah they yeah they're really cute yeah, yeah i i like them but get rid of those tights and then xander has a awful outfit on all over the map it's like she, he's got you know, his classic button-up, but it's almost like this horrible tie-dye almost, but it's, like, blue and brown. And I couldn't... I was like, is that material fuzzy? Like, I couldn't tell. I I can never tell what material his clothes are. just want a nice cotton. I I would love to count how many times you say fuzzy this entire (laughs) podcast, which is legit. There's a lot of fuzz. You're wearing a fuzzy sweater right now in this closet. I can't believe Jenna. I gave you reason to say it again. <laughs> ah! 
Well, everything's fuzzy. Everything it's, is fuzzy. It's in. Uh, and then he's got these checkered pants on. Yes. Yeah, you, it's like power clashing, but it's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. So it was a relief when he derobed and became naked. It was a relief when from we that just, yeah. hideous outfit. And then the outfit of the episode goes to Cordelia. She has, this is when Buffy's going to do her history test that she forgot about. And Cordelia's like, you forgot about it? Cordelia has like a pink and black floral shirt and then pink I think they're velour or like velvet pants, like pink pants. And then this pink little scarf around her neck. It's very like French 60s. It's it's so cute. And a plastic bag. It's like clear plastic. Did you see it? No. You would like this bag. I think I'd like this whole outfit. It's the outfit of the episode. It sounds like, are you sure the outfit of the episode doesn't go to the T-Birds, who also have nightmares. <laughs> who have, like, laser sunglasses on. Yes. They're, like, they're like straight across their eyes. Yes. It, it looks like someone has photoshopped those, like, just square black. Like, that's how yeah. bizarre the shape is. Yeah. <laughs> we both were laughing. And their hair is, like, greaser hair. It's really it, weird. It, it, yeah. It's bizarre. The T-Birds go to... Go to sun, go to Sunnydale. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. and Cordelia is the only pink lady. <laughs> <laughs> Love her outfit. And then Giles, I have something for him. He puts it on a few times in the episode. This like lovely paisley scarf oh, yes. that he kind of like. It's when he's traveling, like he's got his like overcoat on, and then this like paisley scarf that just drapes around his neck, like a uh, and hangs on either side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, great. It is. It's really beautiful. It's beautiful. It also, it almost is like he's wearing some kind of ceremonial scarf. Sure. Like it just doesn't, I understand this is the fashion of an Englishman um, from England, but <laughs> but it. what is the function? I guess the function is he puts on his scarf because we're going outside. Like, yes. I don't understand Well, it. it doesn't tie. It's just like draped. It's like academia. If you've ever seen... Been to like a graduation and all feel... the doctors have like their stupid robes on and like dumb pillow hats. That's what I'm saying. It feels like ceremonial yeah. garb. Feels like he should also have a scepter and a crown jewel <laughs> with his <laughs> scarf. Well, I also don't get it because he'll put on like a coat and scarf and then other people will be in like t-shirts outside. Yeah. So I don't understand the the weather. <laughs> or if it's just Giles being like, we're out, this is my outerwear. No matter what the weather. He did. And he put it on several times when they were, like, going out. Uh, right, right. But I, but I loved it. Uh, and I don't usually note Giles because he wears, like, the same outfit every episode. And, like, the edges of the scarf are, like, flat. It's like a square. Yeah. It's like a re- long, thin rectangle yeah. around his neck. But it's a beautiful, like, paisley. I love it. Uh, and then I did note dad khaki outfit. It's, like, fully browns and khakis. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but that dad has a bubble butt. I don't know if you oh, clocked cute. it. <laughs> Good for squeezing. Uh, yeah, I clocked it. Panky panky. But those khakis kind of make you look at the butt. Yeah. Uh, truly. Yeah. And I loved Cordelia's ugly outfit. Yes. Uh, she had like wild Hermione hair. And then her outfit was truly like Edwardian to me. <laughs> she had like this blouse on with like a, with, like, a bow. Huge bow. I loved it. And then, like, this high-waisted, like, long skirt. I would wear this outfit. I have worn this outfit. I feel like what's funny about her 
nightmare is that this fashion faux pas mm-hmm. that she's current that she's forced to wear is actually just what was trendy in another time. Yeah. I, I, there's something like really funny about fashion. that. It's funny that was the outfit they chose for her to be, like, in her ugly outfit. Because it's still fashionable. It's just really weird because yeah. it's just from this, like, 100 years before. <laughs> it's yeah. very funny. But I love it. And that's all I had. That's all I had for Some Assembly Required. I'm so glad. The T-Birds, <laughs> I forgot about them. I forgot about them. I forgot about Cordelia's, like, basically comedic relief role. Of this episode, Mm -hmm. as you just, you sort of realize that there's nightmares happening all over the school and some are worse than others based on people's lived experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, Cordelia has not been traumatized. Yeah. Uh, Sheltered life. Yes. So, of course, her nightmare is uh, that her comb myth do not runneth through her locks. She's wearing Edwardian garb, which is my dream. And forced to go to chess, which is... I feel like a dream of yours too. Sure. <laughs> um, that I mean, maybe you'll not a huge going. fan of chess, but <laughs> sure. I love nerd shit. Okay, so for Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered, where we discuss the uh, complicated, troubling things, really the thing that I just clocked was like you mentioned earlier. Like, why is there swastikas in the in the locker room or wherever Xander meets the clown and eats the chocolate. Why are there swastikas all over the walls? I feel like it's supposed to be people have broken in and made graffiti. Mm-hmm. And it's. I, I also think that it, it should be mentioned that Nazis come up a few times in this episode just in regular dialogue. Mm-hmm. Is at the very beginning when Wendell... Or Wen- Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. It's Wendell. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Wendell. The cutie with, like, a heart of gold who Mm -hmm. actually loves the spiders. Arachnids, please. Yes, arachnids. (laughs) (laughs) He loves, he's an arachnerd. (laughs) You know, Willow's like, Xander, aren't you afraid of spiders? Ooh, they wig me out. They're so crawly. And Xander's like, no, sorry, I I don't actually get that scared about spiders. Mm. Nazis crawling across my face, on the other hand. So he's he's afraid of Nazis? I I think, I think. Very weird. I think that's what they're trying to say is that white supremacy is a nightmare. German Nazis. Sure, it'd probably be more of a nightmare if you weren't a white person Certainly. of the Aryan nation <laughs> like Xander. <laughs> but I think that's what it's there for. I don't think mm. it's, I think that what it's there is to show it's, us yeah. that there's a fear of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone else that we didn't see in an episode. Uh, there are Nazis terrorizing somewhere on Sunnydale campus in someone's nightmare. It's bold symbol to slam on the wall in a fully white cast. For show. sure. It's just, it's like, I was like, what? Why did they choose this? Why didn't they choose like, uh, I don't know, satanic symbols or something? I don't know. Because all of them, well, because Hollywood chooses the Nazi as the quintessential villain in so much media from this time. Yeah. Indiana Jones, yeah. perfect example. They yeah. are the most evil thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very common. You know, Sound of Music, Nazis, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. evil. Like these, there's so much in America that is about, that is like. Which comes down to nationalism. Yes. And, and anti-Semitism. Yeah. And just being like, that was, you know, the evil Germans, and we are we are not like that. Huh? Totally. <laughs> what a joke. Well, and it, 
exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And we defeated we defeated them. America we defeated, defeated them. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Sure. It's alive and well. So, but I I don't think and and yeah, you know what? Watching that in 2020 now, and you go the nightmare of the the nightmare of white supremacy. Absolutely true. You're right. It's just interesting. Yeah, it's bizarre. Clock it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what was your favorite <gasps> line? Well, I kind of gave it away just in in that my she splain of the <laughs> the of the of the swastika on the on the wall. <laughs> um, I really like when they call Cordelia Evita like. I love Evita. I love that there's this Benedict Beatrice mm. like master of wit, battle of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're not always cutting each other down in ways that aren't super eloquent. They are super eloquent, yep. which I really love. Mm-hmm. Well, I love when the master says fear is the most powerful force in the human world. Mm. I just that it's like, you know, it's not catchy, it's just true. Praise him. Oh, so this is what Xander says. He says, I'm sorry, I'm not ruffled by spiders. Now, if a bunch of Nazis were to crawl over my face, and then he makes a a little goofy face sound, yeah. (laughs) And um, I do like when teacher, leopard print teacher teaching them, you know, how to listen or whatever. She's like, the fundamental need food and shelter is followed by... The need to be heard. Like, I, I feel like there's a few lines in this where I'm like, okay, you're laying it on kind of thick. <laughs> you know? Yes. You're going to lose the attention of this class right away. Absolutely. Cool. I had a few, too. Could I be seeing Billy's asteroid body? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy's so dumb. <laughs> And then I had, you were a lousy clown. Your balloon animals were pathetic. Anyone can make a giraffe. <laughs> I know. Which is true. Um, this is <laughs> this is something about me. My father, when when I was a child, he well, he was a musician for a long time as as his profession. But he also, like all artists, had side gigs. And one of his side gigs was he was the balloon cowboy. So he would be hired to uh, do weddings and parties and uh, functions in the 90s. And he would dress like a cowboy and he would make balloon animals. So my dad can make fabulous balloon animals. He made them all through my childhood, impressed my friends. He can make a giraffe. I I can make a giraffe, actually. I see him selling it, too. I see him enjoying it and just working that crowd. Oh, certainly. Yes. He was excellent. He would do shit like, I mean, it's very 90s gendered humor, but he would make, like, balloon ball and chains for the groom. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anyone can make a draft. I'm just imagining that, like, a bunch of sausage links. (laughs) Like, you know how every balloon thing is basically just, like, a a series of sausage links? It's amazing. Uh, hire my dad, uh, the balloon cowboy. And then I love when Giles says, Willow, do shut up. I know. She's like, what's happening? What's, what? Is Buffy going to die? Is she going to stay that way? And Giles is like, you know, shut basically up. like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's had enough. Yeah. He's had enough stress and trauma 
today. Yeah. And I love trials. Uh, so that's the episode. That's we did the episode. It. In three sentences or less, <laughs> tell me what you think is going to happen next. Well, I think you alluded to this, but this was the little tasting, little appetizer of the master. So we have to, I mean, there's two episodes left. It's It has to be sort of the finale Mm -hmm. so the next episode i think will probably be pretty action-filled and then and then probably the big confrontation the big shakedown between buffy and the master is going to happen so i don't know if he's going to rise from from beneath the earth i think so is he going to get his get out of he i think he's going to get out of prison (laughs) and i think angel's going to show up because He's going to show up to do something. Yeah. Maybe. We have to see that. Just, he has to come back to do something, even if it's to make a little shitty remark and make little smolder eyes. Yeah. So, I hope that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you made me think about during this episode really is that Buffy is super afraid to be seen as stupid. Mm. And her confrontation with the master, who is an incredibly wise and so smart, smart creature... There's something about that battle. Scary. All the other demons Oof. are like, kill, Duh. kill you. Yeah. And the the master and vampires in general, actually. So smart. Are very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. Join us. Join us next time. And if you had to pick a daddy <laughs> from this episode, who would it be? Uh, we'll put it on the gram. Vote, vote for it. Yeah, vote for your favorite daddy. So follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We have like two reviews. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> so far, both excellent. <laughs> Feel free to diversify that. <laughs> no, if you have a negative review, shut up. <laughs> yes, Marley. Yes, yes. Okay, until next time. XO, XO. Bye. Arg, gur, gur, arg.